Don't be such a fucking beta. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast episode. What episode are we on? 369. Nice. Uh, for September something, 25th? September 25th, 2022. My name is Nathan Reaton Spruth, and I am joined here by the alpha male, Cyberpunk Monk. You're sure that's the take you want to go with? You don't want to try this one more time? Yeah, I'm good. And then we are also here with the, the beta male of the group, Andrew Rowe McFain. Uh, excuse me. I am generally considered to be the Omega male. <laughs> you're the end you're the end goal. Uh no, the Omega depending on depending on where you subscribe is uh well, no matter what, it's the it's the bottom rung. They're lower than betas even. Oh, are they? Lower oh, okay. than betas. Yeah. And and of course, but they're also am, fucking crazy. Oh, and I am just the uh, the cis white male, Nathan Reed Spruth. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Aroa Connor, where can we find you guys? Ooh ooh ooh! Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Go to Aroa website. One of those links is for Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords First Edition actually play podcast. Check it out. Yeah, and uh, and listen to that because we're we're getting some good reviews, right? We got we got people. We got people joining my Discord who are like, oh, I listened to the podcast. And I'm like, oh, the, the, the Clint score classes. I'm like, meh, fine. Oh, Nobody I, listens I to this. I was so, so fucking confused by that whole situation. <laughs> Why? Because I was like, is this, is this just somebody like, are they, are they taking the piss? Like, is this a joke? No, people but genuinely I, like that podcast. Well, no, I just was like, Somebody joined the Discord who like Nathan doesn't know in real life. Yeah. Like uh oh oh so well, fucking weird. Well, and we had some random person. Uh I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast, but we had some random person come into my come into my stream and was like, Hey, I made fan art of you. And I'm like, This is oh, yeah. this is a scam. <laughs> this is like here, it's in this executable. Yeah, here it's it's in this executable file. Just download it. It's fine. Uh no, and he's like, "No, no, no, seriously." And he joined my Discord and sent me the uh sent me the the thing and he actually legitimately made fan art from one of my YouTube videos. And I was like, "Oh, oh, sweet." So, that was that was pretty awesome. So, we are while we are very moderately successful, uh little things like that are really nice. I think moderate's not it's it's lower than that. Uh yeah, I like mediocre isn't even enough to to qualify how little success we've had. We have come across amateur levels of success. Yeah. So, uh you can find me moving on. You can find me Nathan Reed's Ruth everywhere I'm I'm at Reeton. Uh Monday through Friday I play games on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. And that's 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. I will not be streaming tomorrow, uh, mainly because I th- there's a work dinner that I'm going to, and they're like, "Well, the the manager's manager is going to be in town, but you guys don't have to come, but you can get free food." And I was like, "Well, 
I might as well make an Nobody appearance. Say free food. And and everyone else always orders uh, a couple beers, and I always order ice cream. A I, couple I, of cheeseburgers. Well, I'll order. Well, no, because we go to fancy restaurants. Like uh, when I when I went up to Portland last weekend, we went to a restaurant and they had like a forty four dollar steak, right? Like stuff like yeah, that. Sometimes you go to a restaurant and you get a you get an order read so you can read the menu. But... It doesn't really matter anywhere you go. It's kind of a cheeseburger. You just order a cheeseburger. It's funny, I, had, it? I had salmon. It was delicious. Love salmon. That's a that's a deep cut right there. Let me let me tell you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what games have you played this week? We'll start with uh, the Omega. Uh, 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 you Aroa. That's Omega it. Aroa. That's um, Omega Aroa uh, Omega. Uh, um, uh... Yeah, you know, you know, my first online handle was Mega X. Was it? Yeah, it had Mega in it. Um. Anyway, uh, the coolest thing that I played uh, in the last week was uh, the Half Life Two VR mod. Yeah. Oh yeah, I hear good things. With, it's pretty fucking cool. Um, it does very quickly remind you of how boring the intro to half-life 2 is if you've already experienced it three thousand times rise like, and shine mr free get me the fuck off the subway <laughs> and like having to walk through all of the fucking apartments and shit and it's just pick up that like, can pick, pick up that can like all of that it is it is definitely a really cool feeling to go through it in VR and it's different. Um, but man, I could not wait to get my hands on the crowbar. And after having played uh, about an hour, I will say I get why they didn't include the crowbar in Half-Life Alex. It oh, is just it not good? It's not that it doesn't like work, but it like, it isn't particularly satisfying. Oh, I see. Um, and like, admittedly, this is running in the Half-Life engine or the, you know, it's running in Source Engine, the original Source Engine, and like is an incredibly impressive staple on to the to the original game. Uh, apparently, it's it's all running within Gary's mod, which I didn't realize. Oh. Uh, if you if you start the game up, Discord will grab the game and say that you're playing Gary's mod. Oh, that's interesting. Um, uh, one, so to, to go back to the crowbar thing, yeah. Uh, before we move on past that, I just wanted to say yeah. that you could do what I do when I play VR, and when you hit a box, just slam it against your desk. Just slam well, I, it. Uh, so what I should do is um, I should just use my actual crowbar uh, I should just hold my actual crowbar in my right hand uh, whenever I'm using the crowbar in the game, and that would probably add to my immersion quite a bit. It probably would until you accidentally smack your monitor. Yeah, well, you know, we have I to like make sacrifices sometimes. Yeah, I still need to send you a monitor, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. What what else? What else about Half Life? Uh, not Alex. Half Life Two VR mod. Uh, what are you gonna say? Oh, I mean, just that it's it's well worth trying out. It's free, and I 
I don't know what you need to actually play it, um, other than Half Life Two. Uh, can, v- considering VR? it, well, yeah, you're gonna need VR. Oh, for the okay. fucking VR mod. Well, you said you didn't know what you needed. I was just telling you what I just. I mainly mean need. I don't know if I don't know if you need Gary's mod. Like oh. I just don't know. I'm assuming that it's using the VR mod for Gary's mod and just has a lot of complex shit packed on top of that. Yeah. Um, but overall, like it, it feels really good. It feels like a early VR game. Well, that's which, good. Yeah. It, it's pretty cool. Didn't um, they have portal VR or were they working on it? Like I, a, 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 a mod for it. I believe that was slash is being worked on. I want to say it's like due out pretty soon too. So, and we will, we will talk more about portal stuff later and VR, but, uh, let's move on. And what other games did you play? Anything else exciting? Um, since I was doing VR stuff, I, I played, uh, played beat saber again. Um, there's a, there's a mod for Beat Saber, which replaces the swords with claws, like Wolverine claws. Oh. Um, makes it a much more movement-focused game. Because, uh, like, oh. know, if, if you... If, like, you watch people online playing uh, Beat Saber, like, the fancy people, they'll, they'll, like, be moving around quite a bit, but it's mostly just having a goof. If you want to get super high scores, you're almost completely stationary most of the time and just kind of whipping your wrist around. Yeah. And so playing with the Wolverine Claws completely changes how that works. And you're having to move your entire arm around constantly. And uh, I feel like I'm having a heart attack after I play one song, which is exactly what I wanted, mind you. Yeah. Uh, but it also just like feels a lot better to me. So that, that was pretty re- cool. That kind of reminds me of like uh dance dance revolution where yeah you know there there are like a, there are different types of players there's the ones who like stand still and just try to hit the buttons and then ones who like they start getting good and so they like are throwing flares into it um and then there's my friend Eddie who do you remember ever doing like grass drills in high school where you like your body's really low to the ground and you're just like moving your feet super fast I have no idea what you're talking about in terms of whatever the hell word you just used, but I know what that is in DDR terms. Uh, yeah, and that's how he would do it. It's it's, it's we called them grass yeah. drills, and I'm not sure. Um, no, no, where where you move your you you like stand you're like in a standing running position, and then you like drop down to the ground. Nope. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Apparently, nobody else did that ever. Um. Uh... No, I was one of those kids that walked around the the gym uh during PE instead of actually playing anything. I there was always like I wanted to just get done with fat. the we ran around the school, which was three fourths of a mile. And then after we would do that, we would play whatever game we were playing, whether it be like football oh. or soccer or whatever. We had and a track. We we would go to the track, but the track was at the elementary school. Oh, so very small uh, town. Our middle school and our high school both had their own tracks and football fields. Yeah, yeah, we had a football was, field I, I at, at the elementary school. 
or lived in a very upper middle class city. Yeah. A massive waste of land. So anyway. Yeah. Um especially whenever they spent like 10 million dollars to redo the whole fucking track just to make it purple. <laughs> awesome. Uh so anyway, there were always two people. So like we'd all everybody would get done with their run and then there was always two people walking as slowly as possible around the school. Yeah, it was Aroa. Dang it, Aroa. Except, like, I I tried. I tried exactly one time. Oh, did you? And uh, I made it about a quarter of a mile and then felt like I was going to die. I I remember doing the mile at school and being like, hey, I'm having an asthma attack. And they're like, I don't care. Keep running. And I've always remembered that. Uh, Well, there was one time in elementary school where the PE teacher was pissed off, I think because he got in trouble for like, uh, he, he was a, he was a pedophile. Um, and so he like made all the kids like push themselves way too fucking hard. And several of us were crying because it hurt what we were doing and he wouldn't let us stop. This has been, um, sad nostalgia with the boys <laughs> tune in next week. <laughs> so anyway, um, did he play any other games? Uh, hey, you know, Fall Guys has a Hatsune Miku event going on right now. I can tell you I did not know that. Yep, I I played exactly one round, uh, or I guess one episode of Fall Guys out of curiosity. I played it on my Steam Deck, and after two hours of trying to figure out how to get it to work on the Steam Deck, um... I mean, it it wasn't worth the effort, but it was okay. I won, so it was fun. Good, good. Did you play yeah. any Metal Hellsinger? No, I didn't. Weird, actually. Okay. Well, we're gonna uh, mainly because I can't play it on my Steam Deck unless I install mm. Windows, and I don't feel like it. Oh, it won't run on on Steam Deck yet. No, because it's on. I was playing it on. Oh, Game Pass. Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, you could play it through the the. Firefox browser, right? Why the fuck would I do that? Because because you, you want that that added, would be unplayable. It, you want that yeah. added bit of input delay because because of XCloud. Yeah, yeah. I want even more input delay whenever I'm already like every other fucking stage sitting there trying to fuck with the latency because the, it like feels off. Twenty milliseconds is just too much. Well, yeah, we'll have to. I, I'll talk about that in a minute, but we're going to move on. We're going to talk to Connor about the games that he's played. It's really not that much to bring up. I played a little bit of Spaceman Stations 13, and I still recommend that game to anyone with a, a sense of imagination. But I didn't really do anything like worth going into a long story about. I will say that the, I don't know, two significant, like, like I didn't get to play a lot of video games, but when I did, both of them were at work, unfortunately. You ever, you ever have those days where you're given a big project and a big part of that project is waiting for loading bars to finish? Uh, yeah, or when you're given a big project and half that project is emailing somebody and being like, hey, company that we're working with, fix it. And then you wait like three days? Yeah, I've had that happen. So, I love that. Uh, that, that I usually I'm not even being ironic. Case. Uh, I, I don't mind being a delegate, but like, I do work, man. I do work too, but sometimes... Uh, the the other companies like Ring Central suck, um, and and you have to work with them to get their troubleshooting, and they uh they're not great. So anyway, 
nothing Connor didn't play much but the reason I bring that up is like you know oh I got 20 minutes to wait for I don't know this office installation to repair itself that seems like a good time to play like I don't know an open world game on my steam deck any game that has side missions or like any sort of grinding or farming this console is going to be amazing for yeah I've been playing sleeping dogs I I haven't played a whole lot but at work, there was like it, it, my my one project was get this important person's computer. Yeah, well, it was a brand new computer. Get it looking like the old one and get it deployed in time. Yeah, which meant just waiting for software to finish. Which meant because I was told don't do anything else until this is done, I spent a lot of time playing Game Boy at work. It was awesome. Yeah, that uh, that happens a lot, especially with big wigs, where they're mm-hmm. like, hey. We need you to take take a look at this person, and you're like, oh, that seems like it can be put off for a bit. And they're like, they're the VP of whatever. And I'm like, ah, fine. I I I, I kind of got to watch what I say, but I had a moment with my boss where he assigned someone else to build the computer, and I was like, are you sure that's the best idea? I could take care of it. And he's like, no, you're busy. And they, they totally fucked it up, and I ended up having to fix everything anyways. Yep, had that happen. Had that happen many, many times. Or... <laughs> Um, we have a new shipping person and I, I was like, here's the label, you know, well, here's my, my sticker, you know, with the person's name and address. And, uh, they're like, okay. And somebody else showed them how to make the label, but they forgot to look at the new address. And so they shipped oh, no. the old address. Yeah. Yep. Thankfully, turns out the person moved to like Texas or something. Um, but it still works for the company. And thankfully, they're renting out their old address so the people that live there now have access. So they just took it, got a label, and shipped it off to um, the proper location. So thankfully, nothing bad. We didn't just ship a, you know, monitors and a docking station to a random... <laughs> and random Nathan couple. played Game Boy until he got confirmation that it arrived. Exactly. Three days. Three days of Game Boy. Anyway, we're going to move on to games I played this week. Uh, on Monday, I played Metal Hellsinger, and I th- it's good. It's a good game. Uh, I really like the dual pistols. Those are my favorite weapons. Yeah, What's... they're kind of the most broken. They are. They really are. And if you get headshots with them, they're good. My problem is disconnecting because you know i play rhythm games like guitar hero or or ddr or whatnot um or rock band i play those you know with a control you know a controller that is fit for that and then my the other part of my brain is like first person shooter i shoot things as fast as possible and so i'll start getting into the groove of like I just need to start shooting things as fast as possible. And be like, wait a minute, this isn't a traditional FPS. I have to hit it with the. I have to shoot with the music, which takes a bit for me to to process. Did Did you find that problem, or is it just me? I mean, so I I kind of got to sidestep that to a point because I played uh, BPM beforehand. Oh right, so. Like I, I had, and like the way that those that the two games work is almost exactly the same in terms of shooting in time with the with the music. But 
yeah, there, there are definitely a lot of times, especially whenever you go to use the sword ability. Oh, yeah. Then you get like, you can go in quadruple time to, to attack and switching between those two tempos is very awkward. Um, yeah. And the music's good, and, but and, it does change tempo like quite often. So yeah. you're like, you're switching it up. You can't just keep one beat throughout the entire uh, level. It it sometimes just doesn't even, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's me or if it is the game because I, I haven't like looked back at any recordings or anything, but it, it sometimes feels like the actions that I'm taking aren't quite lining up with the the music in the game. Yeah. Um, And, and, and maybe it's just that the timing is off because of audio latency problems because that is a major thing i don't know about you but that's I've like the, the, yeah like you don't have these problems well at least you didn't back you know before hdtvs you, you didn't really have these sorts of problems with uh console games and and CRTs. all that yeah and yeah, even like... even like back uh when before like i got an, an actual like usb audio interface like using the onboard audio on on my pc has always been perfectly fine like i could just do straight up zero milliseconds audio latency but having like either the wave xlr or like the focus right or whatever it it convolutes things to the point that uh but you you have way more latency than you think you should yeah, um, and then we're gonna move on. Uh, by the way, Metal Health Singer, great game. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. You can get it on Game Pass; it's included there. So do that if you're gonna play. I it. do want to see someone make like a Maynard James Keenan mod that has like eleven eighths time signature or something like that, and just see people like <laughs> their mouse break with how much they're clicking. <laughs> it's I I wish that the game landed itself more to modding, but I know that like that's almost impossible with the way that the game is set up. Yeah. Sadly enough. And then on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, I played final fantasy six and I'm at the very, I'm at the end of the game. I am. I've got all of the characters. I've got most of the espers. Um, you know, I've got, I've, I've basically just got to go and climb Kefka's tower now. And I, th- I'm thinking since we're not doing our our tabletop game, I might just play that and beat that tonight on stream, um, because I'm not going to be here tomorrow to to do it. And then on Tuesday, I can start Final Fantasy 12 and possibly beat that before I go to Canada next month. Uh, so well, we'll see what I do. I I might I might stream tonight at twitch.tv forward slash Reaton. We'll we'll see what what I want to do and um good game by the way final fantasy 6 great game uh i had it freeze once uh because i think i broke the game a little bit so i had to re reset it and and load up my last save point well why'd you do that i don't remember exactly what happened but it was something to do with like a move that the creature made on like to heal itself or something but I interrupted it, and so the game didn't know what to do and just kind of froze. And yeah, what, I was what using Cheat anything? Engine, and the whole game started freaking out. I don't know what happened. I don't know. All my characters <laughs> level 99, though. Um, but 
then on Friday, I played Dragon Ball The Breakers, which is an open beta test this weekend. And let me tell you, uh, you, like, you always, in these type of games, start out weak, right? Like, if you're, if you're one of the survivors in Friday the 13th or Dead by Daylight, you're weak compared to the monster. That's, that's how it's designed. Uh, I think that you may start a little, the, the, like, Frieza or Cell. Those are the two that they could play during the beta were Frieza and Cell. Um, I believe in the fully released game, there's also going to be Boo available. Yeah. Uh, they start out way more powerful than you. And so, like, I would spawn and just, like, start running around collecting items and be immediately murdered. Like, Frieza would just come up and be like, what's up? You're dead. And run away. Uh, so that kind of sucked. I went to go... You, there are survivors you can save. And when you save a survivor, they will uh, give you three little charge stones where it's weird. You collect the charge stones and you're able to turn into different heroes from Dragon Ball. So, you know, Goku, Piccolo, uh, Goku, Piccolo, Krillin, uh, Tien, and there was another one that, uh, Yamcha. But it's not, you don't turn into them exactly. So it ends up being like a weird love child between your character and whatever character you're emulating. So when you turn into Krillin, like you lose your nose. (laughs) Uh, And then when you turn into like Piccolo, it's like your face that you designed, but like green skin and giant ears. And Piccolo's clothes. So, like, it's a weird combination of the two. Um, and so you, you start out at level zero, which means you can't turn into any of those heroes. And as you collect the stones, you level up from level one, two, and three, uh, with three obviously being the most powerful form of whatever you turn into, so that you can actually... Maybe not beat the villain, but you can at least fend off the villain for a few seconds while other people go collect stuff and try to complete the objectives. Um, but I think that you, I, I think that the villain might start off a little too strong since they're able to just wipe out two or three people before anyone's able to do anything. Uh, did neither of you picked up the the beta? Did you? I did watch you play it a little bit. It doesn't look like a game I'm ever going to play. Yeah, I mean, it's only 20 bucks. So if I had friends that were like, hey, we got the game, I would probably pick it up. But it's not, it, it wasn't amazing. The, o- the best part about it, there were two good things that happened. First off, I died while I was saving somebody, which was one of those uh, Namekian children. There, and, and Frieza comes up and Frieza's like, do you have the Dragon Balls and the kid is like no i don't have the dragon balls and then frieza murders the child in front of me so i really <laughs> like that part that was pretty cool um and then and and my friend made a clip of that of frieza murdering the kid in front of me um and then i actually got to level three in one of them and we were able to kill the villain so there's different ways to complete the objectives um 
One is that you you collect these keystones and you basically teleport them back to their normal timeline. Or if you're able to knock their health all the way down, they actually die and are not able to, or or they go back to their time or whatever. So it was all right. Like I was actually able, I I landed the killing blow on, I believe, Frieza. So that was pretty cool. But I, again, I don't think it's a game I'm going to play unless, you know, you, you guys or my friend Durga are like, hey, I got the game, let's play it whatever but i don't think that this is a game that really appeals to either of you um i think it would appeal to aroa more than connor though i i definitely have a lot of uh desire to play as the raider i like i like being the killer in these games well yeah i mean you you do you you're 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 a bad person that's why you want to go? I think I saw this variant of a game mode best done as a Warcraft three mod, mm. and I, I just don't think this lives up even to the standards that were set by that. I do love asymmetrical multiplayer. I do question if the way that they're going about it is the best way to do it, though. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're all gonna get evolve, right? That's still going on. I still own that game. I no, you I don't. I also have mixed feelings about it. It's like evolve stage two now or something. I yeah, thought it was free to play. I thought it was dead. I thought it completely died. It is peer-to-peer only, just like Friday the 13th. So technically, it can't ever truly die. All right. Well, we're going to move on to some news stories. Um, It looks like James Earl Jones is retiring. No! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Really? So he's retiring from Star Wars. And according to what I've read, he is has sold his the likeness to his voice to Disney. Which is um, that's a uh, weird thing to say in a sentence. It really yep. is. So there is a an AI firm, which I had up here in front of me, but I can't uh, find it right now. There's a name of the firm. I'm sure uh, Aroa will, will scan through and find the name of the firm. But there's an AI firm who has his voice down basically and they're just going to use that for future star wars movies i know it's a ukrainian company um so hot right now yeah yeah according to vanity Reese Fair, feature Jones... oh okay um yeah right there Reese feature um they, the... they're using archival recordings of james earl jones's voice in the star wars films to I... uh, train an ai i love the idea of them just like back in the day when you would record somebody's voice with like a a cassette. And so every time they want to play Darth Vader's voice, they just load up the cassette tape. Like jacket from payday. Yes. So this is weird, right? Like just being able to sell your voice and uh, allowing an AI personality to take control of it. You I mean, know, it it's weird on the surface, but hasn't that already been kind of happening with uh, things like the the Tupac hologram yeah. and right, like, like how even even like the the Avengers characters and how like 
those actors will sell their likeness for the sake of the films but then like you have video game spinoffs and they don't look anything like the movie characters yeah um and then or um oh what was i thinking oh carrie fisher and yeah tarkin what was uh i know van helsing i can't remember his name but anyway uh they they had the cg versions of them and and uh was it tarkin looked looked pretty good in rogue one like i think part of it was if you watch that movie he is consistently in like shadows and stuff so while you're like oh that that could definitely could be him or or you know you couldn't see immediately how awkward it was and then at the very end they have leia show up and you're like oh no that looks really bad but i think that with with the voice it's going to definitely be a different thing they they have the archival archival footage they have his voice on lock it's a very distinctive voice so uh i mean good for him i hope he got a lot of money for it I don't think that they tell you how much money he sold it for, but I'm assuming it was a lot. Uh, what What do you guys think about this? We're, we were also talking before the podcast about AI um, art and how that, I, that could be a bad thing. I am willing to bet this is going to become a more common phenomenon as we move on, and not just for, like, specific movies. Like, you have James Earl Jones as Darth Vader for Star Wars, but, like... We will probably see a future that, like, I don't know, Frank Zappa warmed up in the 70s. I'm pretty sure there's recordings of him, and he's, like, specifically did them so he could be a hologram one day. I'm really excited um, to just have this podcast done by AI. Uh, We have enough footage, I'm sure, where if an AI scraped it, they could probably make reliable... uh, AI of us. They'd they'd stammer and they'd fuck up just like us. It'd be perfect. It'd be great. have you have either of you seen uh the the stuff of moist critical uh how people are making ai videos of him and like the ai has almost the exact same cadence as him and like every once in a while it'll slip up just enough to remind you that it's not actually him yeah. but it's uh, fucking creepy <laughs> I haven't specifically heard the Moist Critical one. I've I've actually never checked out. Like, I'm familiar with them just from the memes and stuff. I've never checked them out, though. I just, from playing around with voice AI and myself, know every once in a while you give it a perfectly normal sentence and it just has a stroke. Yeah. Like, it'll it'll take, like, it'll it'll take a word and, like, stretch it just a little too far to where it's it's just inhuman enough. Yeah. But, like, yeah, we're we're slowly getting to the point where they're going to be at like 95% accuracy. And I don't like the idea of it uh, purely because it's going to mean that the cynical studios that are the size of Disney are not going to hire new actors ever. They're, they're just going to go, this person is the face of this brand forever and ever and like they're never they're never going to replace them they're not going to recast them and so like that's just bad for the entertainment industry right yeah and you're never going to make like like you're you're not going to get a new actor to play james earl jones's voice 
You're not going to oh, yeah, get and, um and and that's oh, true. Well, no, and, and and like that that is true. Like you can't truly replace that character, but like we've we've taken care of that problem already and it's called you just cast somebody else and his voice is different now because he's not real and that's right. just how it goes when bugs bunny was no longer mel blank people didn't freak out no that's not but i mean maybe some did but like we we know the situation it's sometimes you can't help it and sometimes the actor is just done with it i wouldn't want yeah. to be shackled to a disney program like i i hear i hear the joker in some of the more recent Batman animated stuff and like it it doesn't sound like the Joker because they're not even they're not even trying to be Mark Hamill but that's okay because the character's not real but the way that that things are going and they're going to continue going this way we're not going to have that anymore which means that we're not going to have things like uh the who's the guy that did Joker in the Dark Knight that guy Mark um, Cam, no, that's no. not Mark Hamill. That's uh, that's the other guy. That's that's Brokeback Mountain guy. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Brokeback Mountain guy. <laughs> We're not going to have Brokeback Mountain guy. Uh, that sort of thing where new actors can come in and give their take on a character Heath and Ledger. completely, yeah, Heath Ledger. You, you you end up not having performances like Heath Ledger's Joker. Instead, you get like Jack Nicholson. You, yeah, you get Jack Nicholson. <laughs> like if if this kind of technology had existed uh say back whenever I don't know uh, the freaking Batman and Robin movie had come out or whatever, like you know, and they would have done that and we never would have gotten Heath Ledger Joker cuz we no we have we have the likeness for fucking Jack Nicholson. And he's the Joker, and that's that's what we do because we don't have to actually pay for any royalties or anything anymore. We paid a hundred million dollars for his face, and the AI just does it. I I do yeah. I do kind of like the idea of remaking the Christian Bale Batman and Joker <laughs> movie, but with the nineteen sixties Joker. No, <laughs> and that's the sort of thing that I actually want an AI to do. Like, I don't want the new releases to be all AI designed, but like. If somebody has a script that's trained to do that sort of stuff, there's opportunities for for good stuff to come out of it. Like there is, I, yeah. I hear what you're saying, Aroa, and I hope that they use this as another tool and not just as a means to an end. And that's yeah. that's my that's my problem is that at the end of the day, a studio the size of Disney, or I, I can't even think of another big movie studio because I don't feel like they exist anymore. Besides, it's, it's Disney. all just Disney. Yeah, everything's Disney, but. Uh, a studio the size of Disney, they're just going to take the most obviously cheap option that they can come up with and the, and the safest option that they can come up with. And this is safe to them. And so I highly doubt that we're ever going to see until Disney somehow collapses or sells off the Star Wars brand. We're never going to see another Star Wars that doesn't have James Earl Jones's voice as Darth Vader. I am so... And goddamn exhausted of star wars by the way oh yeah yeah no like i already wasn't a fan uh that like i was, I was i'm a fan of star wars in the same way as as uh, lord of the rings where i just like i can appreciate that it exists but that's about it i like um, both but, but i i prefer star trek but i'm also getting burnt out on that yeah like i i like tng and that's that's about my limit 
but I just don't, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like it because it, it's stifling creativity in some ways, even if it's allowing for creativity in others. Well, and also, uh, I, I had to step away for a moment, but we were talking about it before the podcast, how some artists are getting upset because AI art is pretty good. It's, it's getting good. And that's that's a problem because it's driving artists out of being able to make money, which they already don't make money, right? Like, art, like there's so many struggling artists out there, and this is just going to make it harder for them when somebody can just be like, uh, why would why would we hire a graphic designer when we can just punch a bunch of keyboard keywords into the site and it'll make us a new banner for our company? The, uh, the the when we were talking before the recording, the associate of mine was in particular feeling frustrated because Stable Diffusion had a leak. I I think that's right. It's uh, it was a while ago now. I don't think we ended up talking about it on this podcast. But now that people have the ability to. Sp- basically spin up their own art ai like on any computer train it themselves and get whatever results they're specifically looking for that is going to hurt a lot of people who are doing this sort of thing professionally especially when you could say hey download you know the i'm just pulling this out of my butt i don't think it actually works like this but like download the entire discography do you call it a discography when it's art download the entire discord's worth of art for somebody portfolio There you go. Yeah. Download the entire portfolio and just use that as your training. Suddenly you have people's like, I don't want to say original art style, but certainly you could sort of trace that sort of thing. And if you could trace it, you could train it, you could train it. You have an AI that could do it. And suddenly people don't have jobs anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't like that. And I do see it as a problem. Like there's always going to be artists, you know, doing their thing and trying to make money and, uh, you know, making emotes for Twitch or YouTube and, and all of that jazz. But there are also like those content farms where you can just basically buy emotes. And I could see AI kind of interrupting that and making it harder for those artists to make make money and have to, you know, take up take up actual day jobs. Which there 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 is a little part of me that, you know, is a a hobbyist level uh, content creator that really does like having the the ability of an AI to just generate stuff like that is as unfortunate it is to say it is and, it's, it's awesome and and terrifying right it's i i think of ai like that as kind of being the the creative job version of robots replacing mcdonald's workers well yeah. i was just i was thinking something like back in the day with the industrial revolution how many jobs yeah. did we lose uh because they they had assembly lines created and that just made it so much easier when you have these giant machines that are able to push out you know hundreds of thousands of chicken nuggets for McDonald's instead of people having to actually make them by hand it's good there's it's progress and and we shouldn't shy away from that, but also it's kind of terrifying because people are going to lose their jobs because of it. It's uh, almost like the economy isn't eternally sustainable. Yeah. No, no. Anyone who can study economics can tell you that. And it certainly does look like we're going towards a downward spiral, don't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, um, James Earl Jones sells his voice to Lucas uh, LucasArts and... 
re, re, reacher, researcher, re, re-speecher. Re-speecher. There Jesus. I, Proofread the articles. I did. Also, I it, just couldn't remember it because it's not LucasArts. LucasArts was the game studio. It's, it's Lucas Lucas Film. Films. Yes. I'm sorry. Fucking... I'm going to play the next Monkey Island game and then James Earl Jones shows up. You need to board the boat. I I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if James Earl Jones was in one of the uh, Monkey Island games as like a cameo. You know that that's that's another weird thing to think about. Uh, Is that like this kind of tech is going to mean that like once the actor dies, unless there's a stipulation that's like. You've got to check with his living relatives to make sure he's okay with being in whatever. Like, that means that they can have him be in shit that there's no way he would have actually signed off on. Uh, well, I mean, but that, but that's the thing. He knows he's signing off on it right now. Well, on the, on this, but like, I'm saying, you know, 10 years down the line, if Disney like becomes a little more edgy, and they're like, here's the new Star Wars movie where like Darth Vader hates gay people or something. Like they're gonna they're gonna make James Earl Jones say some homophobic shit or whatever. And it, I mean, he and, like, is the bad guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be just like wow. I didn't even mean to do this, but it's gonna be just like the the chef thing. Uh, whenever the guy that played Chef died on South Park, Chris Isaac mm-hmm. was that it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Isaac Hayes. I knew Isaac was in there somewhere. But the when he died, and so then they turned Chef into like literally a pedophile. And like the the line that I remember most is him saying, I wanna make love to you asshole children. Because like, <laughs> they just took clips from his from his previous episodes and just had Chef say the most fucked up shit. And like his uh, supposedly his family was like, oh yeah, he would have loved it. It's great. But I like, I I well okay. So he was still alive when they did that. No, no, he, no, was, he was dead. He recently oh, was died. He? Oh, yeah, okay. He was dead. Like, he left the show because they made fun of I think Mormon, Mormonism uh, or Scientology. No, it was Scientology. Scientology. That yes, it was Scientology. And then like I want to say like two months later or something like that, he kicked the bucket. <laughs> I they, thought I they thought that, that they kind they did of did that episode. Uh, worked it out a little bit before he died, but I I don't know. I thought it's that not was relevant a, but, to the discussion. Yeah. And then, and then, funnily enough, at the end, he becomes a Darth Vader parody. Mm-hmm. Where right. like this the... is all gone full circle. Yes. <laughs> so I didn't even mean to do that. That's that's I. No, I, I mean my balls. <laughs> so we are going to move on. We're going to talk about Sony PlayStation VR two. Something that. I, you know, I probably won't buy, but I do have, a, I'm the only one here with a PS5. And apparently, something I am not happy about PSVR games are not compatible with PSVR 2. That is <sighs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I might get it, though. Um, I don't, I like, I think that they should try to incentivize developers to like release patches to make that not a thing but i kind of get it from the perspective that like psvr in and of itself was a janky ass solution um that required that external box that did some kind of fucking magic that i assume 
uh was is is why this this is the case it's just a sony itoy well it's it's the like you had to it had to send out a video signal of some kind into this box that then was like part of it was sent to the TV, but then the other part was sent like, then there was another video feed that was two separate viewpoints, but it was cut down the middle so that like it, it would go on to the one screen inside of the PSVR headset. Like, they they had to do some jank shit to to get VR to work on the on the PS4, right? And I assume that a lot of the design considerations that had to go into that mean that they can't just drop that game into the PSVR2 and it works. Because uh, I also imagine that that's why we never got Resident Evil Seven in VR on PC was that to support PSVR you had to do so much to make it work that it they didn't see it worth taking all of that effort and then porting it over to to pc so what you're saying is that i need to make a psvr emulator for the vive yeah <laughs> so that way you can play resident evil vr on your computer i'm um, just on yet? resident VR... Evil 7 vr no, no. Really? They it will probably never come out on PC unless unless after they release eight in VR on PC, because I, I'm pretty sure that's gonna happen. Uh because I imagine that PSVR two is going to be a lot more typical to how PC VR works. Uh because it's not like a weird fucking hackneyed solution. Um I I imagine that people will figure out a way to backport that from uh, village slash eight into the seven engine because uh the re engine is incredibly versatile in that way and people have managed to do some pretty wacky stuff with it so yeah so um it does it says here at the very end it says sony does offer a camera adapter to play psvr games on playstation 5 which helps keeps the system viable but that's not much of a uh, consolation for the noteworthy game stranded on the aisle of previous generation VR experiences. So I don't even know about this adapter. Does it actually, if it allows you to play those, then it, you're able to play the games on your PlayStation 5, but do you still need the old PSVR? Wait, to set up your PSVR know. with, yeah, you to set up your PSVR with your PS5 console. So you need to, get a camera adapter and the old PSVR in order to play the old PSVR games on your PlayStation uh, 5. Because of it doing, like what Connor was saying, where it, it has to do the iToy magic. Yeah. And track using that, I see. That is... Antiquated. Not Which great. I, I wish... It's probably... I don't know about the PSVR 2. Um on the hardware side if it's using two separate screens but it might have something to do with that yeah uh because it, uh, the original psvr was one screen uh that was just stretched to both of your eyes and split down the middle so i'm i'm sure that there that's part of why it's such a pain in the ass probably but well, we're going to move on we're going to talk about um 
sorry, something is happening outside. Uh, we're going to talk about YouTube. It is happening again. It is, it is happening. It's happening again. Um, but we're we're talking about YouTube, and YouTube has decided to to test a feature that allows for up to ten unskippable ads during a single break in YouTube. Um, that's a lot of ads. That's a lot of ads. That's a lot of ads. That's now, a lot of Nathan posted the wrong article again. Did I? Yeah. You put the PSVR one twice. Oh, that doesn't sound that sounds about right. That you sounds didn't proofread the articles. You didn't even post the right articles. Very, very professional <laughs> podcast. This is the most professional podcast. Um there, I updated it in my spreadsheet. What, what's the article even oh, going to say? That's great. Do you, like, do, do you like using YouTube but don't like ads? Well, bad news for you. Uh, give me, I, I mean, you just have to pay YouTube. for YouTube that, premium like me. Uh, anyway, YouTube mini ads. The experience of watching YouTube, this is from 9to5Google, experience watching YouTube has been infiltrated by ads over the years as a means of maintaining the platform and supporting creators financially, mainly maintaining the platform. Now, though, it really seems YouTube is pushing the boundaries with ads, showing as many as 10 unskippable ads during a single break. Um, it, it, this is a test. Obviously, they haven't rolled it out to the mass of, you know, the mass of YouTube, and I'm sure most people didn't see this. And also, the ads were unskippable, but they were like six seconds apiece, uh, which would still be a minute of of ads in the middle of your YouTube video, which I understand partially, like they need to make money. But on the other hand, that's a lot of ads. But also on the other hand, you get, if you get 30 minutes of content and you only get a minute like break in between, like that's way better than traditional TV, right? Which is like eight minutes for every half hour of content that you watch, you get like eight minutes of ads. Don't give, don't give them the excuse of, well, at least it's better than that antiquated platform that everyone fucking hated anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, but they already know that. That's all. That's what they're thinking, right? Like, they're yeah. trying. To, they're trying to push it as far as possible and see what we'll deal with. Yeah, which is upsetting. That's uh, you know, we're not talking about it apparently. For whatever reason, but like, it's it's kind of timely that they would uh, they would be doing this just as Twitch uh, announces that hey, uh, we're we're going to be incentivizing streamers run even more unskippable ads during their during their their streams, you know, and and also we're going to be re revoking the seventy thirty split uh, that we've got for those of you that are are cooler than everyone else. I, I thought about it, but I haven't kept up on the, the YouTube, or I'm sorry, the Twitch drama as much. I think, didn't they lower it to a 50-50 split instead of 70-30 now? Yeah, they're they're getting rid of the 70-30 entirely. Everyone's going to be 50-50. And um, they said that if you want to try to make back, you know, that 20% of your income, uh, just run more ads. Hey, we yeah. changed the ad split. It's fifty-five forty-five now. Isn't that great? Run more ads. You know the thing that that makes people leave streams. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I have viewers who every time I like because I've I've 
dabbled in like putting ads because I, as an affiliate, you actually do make money on ads, which I thought when they originally had the affiliate program, you couldn't, you still couldn't make money off of the ads, but then they changed it. So you can make money off ads. And so they're like, Hey, just do this thing where like every hour or two that you stream, it'll like play an ad after an hour or so. And I was like, whatever. And I did that for like a week. And one of my regular viewers was like, my Twitch messes up every time an ad runs on your stream. And so I just turned, I turned that off. Uh, I don't make any money from ads anyway. I make like a dollar a month. But yeah, it, it, sometimes the ads on Twitch suck to the point where you have to refresh the stream just to see it, just to, to continue watching the stream. And that is bad integration. And what's what's fascinating to me is that apparently they're they're pushing for this, and this does tie into the story that we were actually supposed to be talking about. They're pushing this because subscriptions, like paid subscriptions, don't actually make Twitch as much money as ad revenue does. Yeah, and that's maybe it's just because they have way higher cpm because you can't skip the ads and because they tend to be longer than typically youtube ads uh because like i was watching a stream uh not mine i think it was no it wasn't uh i was watching a stream <laughs> recently that uh like fucking six unskippable ads like wow, wow. in a in a row and, and it's like that's just i just tuned into the stream Six unskippable ads. Like, go fuck yourselves. My, my, I don't, I don't even have it set up. It just automatically plays an ad when people come into my stream. I think that's how it's normally set up. You can't turn that off. Yeah. And then I just have no ads that run throughout my stream because, again, I don't have yeah. enough viewers. It's going to matter. Who cares? But that's, there's all, well, no, because that's like, well, yeah, I get what you're saying. I was going to say, like, the the problem that a lot of bigger streamers are complaining about is that uh, in the 70-30 agreement, whenever you get that, uh, that comes with other caveats, um, including forcing you to stream, I want to say 180 hours a month, uh, minimally. And um, you also have to run, I think it's... Uh, I think it's three minutes of ads every hour, something like that. Um, but like they, they enforce that. And the concern is that they're going to drop down everyone to the 50, 50 split and still enforce that requirement, which is at that point, like how are you getting any real benefit in, in staying on Twitch? Uh, because the YouTube split is 70, 30 for everyone. Yes, it, that's so. Is that good? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, it's it's better than Twitch. Is yes. the point? Like, the revenue split across the board on YouTube is seventy thirty. So, like, you're going to make more money if you have the same number of subscribers slash uh, members on on YouTube as you, as you would on Twitch after this change is made. No matter what, so, and like. If it's it's just to mention the the article again, I guess it's it's bizarre to me that like 
ads are that profitable. They're in that profitable. Of the fact that, like, they're that profitable it, when you're running. Okay, so I make a dollar a month, right? Like, yeah, on ads. Um, I looked at my analytics. I I make like ten bucks a month on on Twitch. Whoop de doo. But um, one dollar of that is from ad revenue, and I don't have very many viewers. But if you if you look at that and you're like you look all throughout all of Twitch with the people who have, you know, thousands of viewers, hundreds of viewers, or tens of viewers, you're making money like they're making money off of me, and they're making money off of everybody else. So when you put all of that together, that's a lot of money. And considering like I'm an affiliate, I make, you know, I have, I have usually between three to five subscribers a month. And if I have that much, they're making a little bit of money off that, but they're also making money off of the ads that everyone watches when they pop into my stream. And so I might get a hundred quote unique viewers on, on a particularly good night. And they're making ad revenue on every single person instead of just the couple of subscribers I might have at any given time. Yeah. So I, I guess yeah. that's the that's the logic, right? That like if you're if you're a really big streamer, it makes more sense for Twitch to push you to run more ads than to try to take a thirty percent split off of a tier one sub, because like hardly I, I'm sure that it's like one percent of the entire twitch user base ever pays for a tier two or tier three sub like i I bet most people don't even know there are multiple tiers to subs so like yeah there are there's i I guess that makes sense i think right like yeah i i imagine that most people who use twitch they don't even consider paying for a sub most subs are i bet are gifted by the whales that sit in one or two streams and just love to fucking throw money at this person that they have a, a I got gifted I got gifted internet a relationship with the other day. Yeah. I mean our, yeah, our, I get our good friend I, I, Air Fox was uh oh. was affiliated finally and his wife oh. gifted me a sub. Well that's cool. Yeah. So so good for Air Fox. When's your affiliation happening? Aroa? Yeah, that's uh, that's real fucking cute. That's real fucking <laughs> cute of you to fucking say that. You know? <laughs> that's great. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so... I used to I, have hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube, goddammit. I know. I know. I And then you deleted that video for some reason. The Those videos. Those videos. Anyway. Then stopped doing Sonic fan fiction. Uh, yeah, and, then I, and then I also stopped making that shit because i am not good at uh at just doing what people want me to do yes so uh I, how, many, how many of the how many stories are we going to talk about that just devolve into being depressed huh i all of them uh we got two more we got two more to go all right let's but, go but yes uh, but what i want to say before we go on is I'm probably sticking with Twitch. I already got burned by uh by Mixer, right? And yeah. and I don't think YouTube's going to be falling apart anytime soon though. Yeah, but my thing is like is YouTube really going to treat me any better? Am I going to reach Here's... a bigger audience with YouTube? Probably not. So, so my response to that is 
Just do both. Why not do both? Because I don't want to set up a restream. You don't even... It, you have enough upstream bandwidth, don't you? I only have uh, 20 megs. Yeah. And that's... Two, just do two 5 megabit streams. 500 kilobit streams. No, two, two 5 megabit streams. That is totally fine. You don't... <sighs> you, don't you can know. do... You can do 720p over 5 megabit both to YouTube and Twitch simultaneously. Hell, you could even... You could even, uh, in your second OBS instance, use the, the uh, virtual camera. What? He uses XSplit, sir. He doesn't oh. use OBS. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Just uh, use the virtual camera of XSplit to <laughs> output to OBS and then I stream think... with OBS to YouTube and use XSplit to stream to Twitch. There you go. I, I could be wrong, but I think with XSplit, you can actually have two... Two streams going from one instance. You might be able to. Yeah, I don't, just I don't do that. Know. But yeah, just do that. Like, because it's not even like it used to be. You had to put all your eggs into the Twitch basket because there there was a rule like you weren't allowed to stream on alternate platforms if you were a partner. But they got rid of that, which is just weird. What the fuck is Twitch doing? Like, they go, well, I mean, if you want to use competitors' platforms, that's fine. Also, we're going to run you off this platform by ruining your viewers' experience and taking away your money. Yeah. Uh, it's like they're trying to sabotage themselves. And then they and then they blame it on server costs whenever the company that they pay for server costs is themselves because it's all Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bothersome. Is Amazon trying to kill Twitch? I... Oh. I, I, I've thought about that. I've actually thought, like, I wonder if it's losing them money and they're just like, I don't want, we don't want to do this anymore. So we're going to try to drive as many people out of here as possible. Oh, that would Give them an excuse to sell it. Yeah. So fascinating. Like, because does that mean that just live streaming in general is, is kind of like uh, esports where it's just not profitable? Yeah. Like, and then we're just practically gonna... no matter what you do. And then we're just going to all have to move to Glemish. Oh yeah, that still exists. That does still it? Ex it does, and <laughs> they they are no no. We'll go to caffeine. Glim Glimish, nah, fuck Glimish. We'll go to caffeine. They're they're they have a beta for using because right now Glimish only supports FTL. Yeah. Um, but they have like a a trial thing you can get invited to to do RTMP, but because XSplit. Oh, because XSplit doesn't support FTL anymore. Oh yeah, because they took it out. They they took they took FTL out of it, and I would have to re. I would have to set You'd up have to everything. Get an with old OBS. version of XSplit, or yeah, yeah. And so I I was just like, no. I, and so I tried to sign up for the the test, but they never sent me an email. Like I I put in my information and they never sent me an email. So I can't even stream. Like Glimish. they only have one dude that sends all those emails. Uh, that's true. They only have one guy, but I mean, there's only 15 people in the wait list. So <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I wonder if they are trying to kill off uh, Twitch. And I, cause I, I was thinking the same thing. Like what if, they're just like trying to get the big names to go away so that they can make some money off of Twitch. 
but I, I have no idea. Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? Uh, not me. I'll be live probably tonight at like 5 p.m. to play some more Final Fantasy VI and see if I can beat that tonight. But we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about Portal RTX. I'm, I'm tentatively excited for this. Neither of you have RTX graphics cards yet. Nope. Nope. Are you going to get any with prices coming down? It's right down to $1,600, yeah. Oh, well, well, well we're, we're not going to talk about the 4000 series yet. That's the next story. <laughs> but prices are prices for like the, the 3080 and 3090s are, are Why would I buy an old card? Uh, because it's not $1,600. Yeah, but I can get like four times better ray tracing performance as long as I'm using... We're going to talk about that know, next. Re- real-time frame blending. We're going to talk about that next. But right now we're talking about Portal RTX, which is coming out uh in conjunction basically with the 4000 series <laughs> GPUs um and also I don't care it looks so good it, the, uh yes it looks like a fucking PS5 game now cuz everything's shiny yeah that's great you remember when the 360 came out everything was shiny and that made it look better yeah i remember when you just crank the bloom up and everything's good right yeah, you crank the bloom up and you add screen space reflections and suddenly every game just looks fascinating. You yeah. did Look, just we... describe every launch title boxing game of the Xbox's career. Yeah. Yeah. But it, they are they are getting a new ray trace version of Portal that's coming out uh and it'll be free DLC on Steam so we can all play it. We can all you uh, can you can turn RTX on and on your 1070 and your you have a 1080 Ti, and watch the frame rate drop to like five frames a second. Why would I do uh, that? It'll be yeah, fun. I... No, well, it's okay. Just just turn on DLSS, and you'll get 20 frames per second. Yeah, everything will everything will look like a soap opera. It's it. I I did notice with turning DLSS on Cyberpunk was really weird. Like certain things Let's just, just crank didn't look that right. vignette up to 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So well, it, it looks good. Uh, I will say that I, I like Portal. I think it's a great game, and I think it, it does look nice. I may play through it again, but, you know, who knows? I'm the only one it, here with the 3070, so. There is, there is the cool thing at the bottom of this article that mentions NVIDIA's releasing a tool that'll uh, somehow magically use rtx to make all games look ray traced i watched better. a video on that they, they mentioned the one yes i did yeah and i was we'll like talk about that when we talk about it and well well we're not talking about that with the rtx series so we can talk about that now since it's part of this article that's some, something called okay. rtx remix where you basically bring the entire game into this and then it adds in ray tracing and makes it look good it's really weird. I don't know how it works. And you can also like select all of the assets. Like it, it brings in all of the assets for the old games and you can like redesign them. I, um, I have an idea of how this, how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's, it's probably, it's probably similar to, uh, if you go on Nexus mods, like every fucking game has a, uh, has like a shader mod realistic ebr shadings yeah like it's it's that sort of thing and it's it's probably doing the same sort of thing as that um and then as far as like ripping the assets out that's um 
I can't think of the name of it, uh, but my sister-in-law uses it uh, to rip assets out of other games uh, to then like take the textures and put them in like the Sims. Oh, um, yeah. There's a there's a tool that will let you grab assets out of memory and uh, take the the models and the textures and shit. It's probably yeah. something similar to that, or like uh, like there used to be all sorts of of generic toolbox uh sort of sort of tools that you could download that would rip assets from games and it's it's doing that sort of thing it's cool don't get me wrong that's actually like like i'm I'm usually pretty cynical whenever it comes to nvidia because all they ever do is like nvidia game works style bullshit where you have to have an nvidia card to be able to make the hair not run at 10 frames a second yeah but this is actually a pretty cool thing that they're doing and it's neat that it's just going to be a thing that they put out there. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I mean, I'm I'm obviously not a modder, but uh I know I've been told for how long have I known you, Connor? Like a I decade? Like 10-15 years? Uh maybe not 15, but I think over 10 years now. Uh and and uh I've been told ever since I met you that I should play Morrowind. I adore Morrowind and that they them using that game specifically was they uh, look so good don't you love when they make things especially for you they made it especially <laughs> for me you guys i know right like they're making that that wrestle quest game especially for me nobody else is gonna buy it but me it's great nathan will buy it yes and we're gonna move on we're gonna talk about uh another nvidia thing uh very expensive graphics cards they have announced they're 4090, 4080, and sorry, 4090, 4080, 16 gig, and 4080, 12 gig. Um, and they're very expensive. They are more expensive than the 30 series. Uh, slightly less, to, to be fair, they are slightly less expensive than the, when the 20 series came out. But still a lot of money. The 4090 will be $1,599. The 16 gig 4080 will be $1,199. And the 12 gig 4080 will be $899. So, not very excited about paying that much money for the, uh, a new graphics card. And... They named them wrong because oh. we have a word for we we have a name for a, the twelve gig forty eighty. It's called a forty seventy because, like we they for the three thousand series they have the thirty eighty ten gig and a thirty eighty twelve gig, but they have the same boost clocks, the same CUDA cores, everything's the same except for the RAM. With the 12 gig and 16 gig 4080s, they are different CUDA cores, different boost clocks. They're not the same card. So what that means is that the 4080 12 gig is basically just a 4070. Yeah, but it sounds cooler if you buy the 4080. I wouldn't right. be surprised if that was a pedigree sort of thing. There are some things in here that are, are pretty cool. The, uh, both the 4080s are due in November. In addition, the company revealed a number of new features and technologies for the new GPUs. 
DLSS 3.0, which apparently is better. I haven't seen anything on it. I don't think they've they've shown much on it, but it's supposed they, to make it is um it is fundamentally different in some ways compared to the previous version of DLSS. Yeah. In that um it essentially makes it to where the card only has to render like every other frame of the game. Yeah. Um it uses uh optical flow frame interpolation. So the game does technically run at a much higher, well, it can run at a much higher frame rate because it's only actually rendering like every other frame or like every two frames or whatever. And then just using AI to blend the missing frames together. If that, if, if, if that makes sense, what I just said, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I've seen certain things that, that do, Stuff Adobe like that. Premiere does that if you have uh like if you're rendering out a 60 fps video but you only have like 30 fps footage or whatever it will do frame interpolation and one of the methods for that is optical flow. Yeah. And um you'll also see that happen in um VR uh specifically with uh Steam VR there is functionality where it can blend certain areas of the screen to like, if, if your graphics card can't keep up, it'll instead use frame interpolation to blend frames together so that your graphics card has a second to try to catch up with what's actually on the screen. Um, it actually makes me nauseous whenever it does that. And I have it turned off. Oh, but, um, that's that's like i'm otherwise completely immune to vr sickness but that just makes me want to throw up it's the same kind of thing like for the record by the way i i hate this because of this fact um if you ever watch uh like at the store uh they'll have the you know super high frame rate hd tvs that are like 120 hertz or 144 hertz or whatever yeah but like they're playing 30 fps content oh, so man. it'll do frame it'll interpolation and you get that weird soap opera effect okay where like every, it just looks unnatural mm -hmm. i've told you before um on this podcast that i have a 144 hertz monitor and i hate watching 24 frames per second content like especially on youtube because it's just like when they're panning the camera i'm just like why are you using 24 frames a second for youtube in 2022 stop it all cameras can do 60 frames a second now just do that um but because that doesn't it doesn't look cinematic i don't care okay so they're adding dlss 3.0 uh, they're adding a new performance-enhancing tech called Shader Execution Reordering. I know what that means, I guess. Uh, so I think it makes ray tracing better. No, it's oh, more okay. complicated than that. Okay. I'll, I'll, try to, I'll try to say it quick. Um, so you, you know how like um, we had the, the Spectre uh, malware-type threat thing oh right yes and it's okay. and it's because of the way that like processors essentially like they take in 
a bunch of instructions and then the processor decides what order to process those in to go faster uh the, that lets the gpu do that so it can it can run calculations in a different order than what it receives them in and it can like assume certain things about what you're doing to be able to skip certain steps and and all that uh yeah. it does have the potential to actually make a massive difference in terms of performance it's really cool um i i did i did read about that and i watched a video on that and it's also going to make ray tracing better because it'll be well yeah fast it'll make everything better yeah. and then also one thing that i'm really excited about but not for uh nine hundred dollars is a standard dual nve and c encoders that support av1 oh I, I actually didn't know about that yeah that's pretty cool so that's dual that's encoders, pretty neat. though Huh. Uh, probably it, it's probably one that supports AV one and that oh one that's right HAVC right yeah. or whatever. That's kind of that's kind of curious though because that could mean that like if you really wanted to you could you could be streaming one. There you go. Yeah, you can st stream to stream to Twitch in in AV one and then stream to YouTube in H two six four or whatever. Perfect. Oh well, but it doesn't really matter. I don't think because... either one actually supports AV one. No. I don't I don't think so not yet. But however, um with with H.264 you can run three encodes at once, so it doesn't really matter. Well, you just have to stream to uh you have to also be streaming to caffeine and uh glimish and yep. D Live. Once once my internet uh upload speed goes goes better. That would be that would be nice, but yeah. Um, there's a quote here from Reddit. It says, "What the fuck? Nine hundred dollars for a forty eighty twelve G, which should be a forty seventy twelve hundred for a forty eighty sixteen G uh sixteen G. So five hundred dollars more than last gen. These prices are crazy. I will probably wait until the five thousand series when prices come down because this happens like." every other time right that happened with the um the 2000 series when that came out they prices were way too much and then the 3000 prices were normal well if you could get one if you could get one and then the now the 4000 series prices are going to be way too much probably because they decided to make these prices before everything crashed and so the 5000 price either either these prices are going to come down or the 5000 series is going to be somewhat reasonable. They're um, like we don't have EVGA to compete with on pricing anymore. We can just set these whatever we want. Yeah, I'm I'm I... mad I missed last week because I wasn't able to complain about EVGA cuz I have the only graphics cards I've owned EVGA have here. been EVGA. <laughs> And the fact that they're getting out of making them, they're like, who do I go to? What what other cards are good? M MSI, maybe? MSI is what I've got, but, like, it's just a fucking card, man. Yeah, I like, know. Like, I have, I have no feelings either way. Like, I, I would have said if you, if you wanted a particular brand that I liked, it, it would have been either GA. So, I don't and, know. And I, I, I'm going to go back to last week because I didn't get to talk about this. They have said that they are willing to have people work there with nothing to do and just yeah. pay them. 
Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I and you mentioned that. that. You mentioned that because I did. I listened to the entire podcast. Well, um, and I was watching somebody who was talking about that, and they're like, "Yeah, but you know, people are going to get tired, like, of just sitting around not doing anything and getting paid for it." And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, I, I would not. I'd be perfectly fine with it." I wish I could sit around and get paid for that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. They're like, all right, Connor, we're making your position redundant. And you're like, oh, no, but we're going to keep paying you the same salary. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, But yeah, so the I don't like I don't like the 40 series cards. Um, I am curious because they are including AV1 in. So NVIDIA is including AV1 in their new graphics cards. Intel and their graphics cards, whenever the hell they actually release, are having AV1. I'm going to assume that since both of them are putting AV1, that uh, AMD is going to have to put AV1 support in their new graphics cards when they come out, right? Yeah, they'll put them in that video encoder that literally no one uses. Uh, You know, they actually did an update recently for it. I know. I know they did. Uh, And apparently it's quite a bit better. Yeah, OBS just did like a pretty substantial feature update, and one of the things in that was uh, was adding support for that thing again. Yeah. So, so that's that's really cool. Um, so I wonder if they're gonna have AV one in their cards, and if that's the case, does that mean that Twitch and YouTube and and all the other ones are going to start supporting AV one? Um undoubtedly i would imagine so i thought I, you, youtube I thought always Twitch... supports those those new video formats like pretty quickly so. well all of twitch and on all uploads. of all of twitch videos are av1 now huh. all if you go into um the thing they actually switched it a while back so that all new uploads are being uploaded and then converted to av1 i guess yeah because it's it's it is a notable amount of bandwidth saved. Yeah, notable and you know, with, with all yeah. that, with all that bandwidth that they can't, they can't afford to spend money yeah. on. Yeah. Like, so being a, such a small indie company and all. Yeah, I remember when we first started this podcast, and we were talking about Shadow of Mordor and the ultra settings requiring six gigs of RAM. <laughs> six gigs of vram and we we're like who has that much vram ah well, uh, shit like nvidia didn't days. catch up with with amd in terms of video ram until like the the 1000 series right they're still not caught up to the amount of vram like the, the 3080 uh 12 gig is four gigs less than what like the 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 cheapest high end uh AMD card had cuz like almost like there for a while all the new AMD cards had 16 gigs of RAM yeah but now uh now you got the 4090 it's got 24 gigs of RAM well and so did the 3090 it had 24 gigs of RAM as well but that those were th- those aren't really cards that they expect people to buy right like they, so do you. They expect some people to buy them, but they're not like they're... the '90s are, are the new '80s, man. Uh, no, don't, don't, <laughs> don't do that. That's bad. So, 
I am more interested in seeing what happens from here. Are people, I assume people are just going to buy these cards, right? Like people just buy Nvidia cards. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if the reason that they have the prices this high is because they know that volume isn't going to be as high as it is one would normally expect. Cause I and think that's... people are going to see the actual performance that comes out of these. And also the fact that there aren't any like new game consoles or anything to push stuff forward. And that like, I'm running a, I'm running a 1080 and don't really have performance issues on any games unless I try to like crank them all the way up. But if you're still rocking a 1080p screen, you're not going to have any, any issues with like a six year old card. Yeah. So why would you upgrade? And, and if that's... you just got a three, if you just got a 3000 series, since the price went way down, why would you immediately buy a 4,000 series? That's twice the price of what you just paid for. What is ostensibly a very good card. Yeah. I, I know that's what happened with the 2000 series is they were having not manufacturing issues, but they had less yield than they did with the 10, like the 1080s and stuff. And so that's part of the reason why it was the price would have jacked up. If AMD cards weren't shitty, I would probably just switch to AMD. I just wish that you could buy like a little PCI card that did NVE and C encoding for you. That would be cool. That way you didn't have to buy a whole new graphics card just to get like AV1 support, right? Evermedia doesn't have something like that? I don't think so. Not as far I as I know. know. Uh, I, I, I would... I would I, I know that they have specialty cards, but they cost even more. Like specialty cards that allow you to render media faster, right? But then you're yeah. paying like five thousand dollars for that specialty card that only helps you render in certain scenarios. Oh no, I, I just meant like because uh, like you, you, the one internal uh encoder that I have, uh, the capture card that I got. Mm-hmm. Like it had a mode where you could just offload your H.264 encoding to the hardware encoder in that. I, I, don't, I don't know. If, I, I Maybe once AV1 becomes more of the standard, you'll get stuff like that. Maybe. Who who knows? I am particularly interested in, in AV1 support just to, you know, make streaming a little bit better. Um, but anyway, so did you have anything to add to this, Connor? You've been a little quiet. In order to tell them how much to price it to, which it sounds like there wasn't much communication happening there, anyways. Well, that I don't was know. awkward. What? My my audio device decided to randomly switch to my my monitor speakers, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Huh? So you were a thousand miles away there for a second. Um, but yeah, I I I agree. I think that um. This is dumb. We should all just not buy new graphics cards. Yeah, realistically, I'm just I'm just gonna hold off. I'll, yep. I'm I'm gonna use that money to buy the Ryzen seven thousand or whatever the hell it is now. Yeah, yeah. Just get a Ryzen seven thousand G, and then you can play games like that. I I didn't mean. I just I just mean like I'm gonna I know, upgrade I know. any hardware. It's gonna be my CPU, you know. What is your CPU right now? It's a 20... Is it... You're still running a 2600K? No. No, I'm running oh. a Ryzen... 
Right. Uh, 2700X. I mean, that's still eight core, 16 thread. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like it's, it's not bad by any means, but shit, like the new fucking Ryzen things like out of the box, they run at like five gigahertz. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Anyway, I want to thank you both for being here. Thank you, Aroa. Yeah, it's fucking, I turned my fan off because there was really bad fan noise in the last one and I was embarrassed. So, so I turned it off and I'm sweating like fuck right now. Oh, I thought that was just my, um, my AC because I was listening to you in my car. No, no, it's every time I talked, there was just a little bit of fuzz. Don't and you hate that? I, I know it's because of my noise canceling, just not being able to, to quite take it out. Yeah. And um, I want to thank yeah. you for being here, Connor. I got like three models assembled during this podcast. Awesome. And I will nice be work. We will be back next weekend talking about more stuff. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.